welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started if you haven't heard about anger it's the easiest way to make your podcast let me tell you why first of all it's free you pay no fee whatsoever it's absolutely totally free There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is going to be about narcissistic injury. What we can consider... A narcissistic injury is it being an injury, a display of pain, of hurt, of anger, of a lot of grief and sadness and sorrow, and a lot of um, hidden and suppressed feelings. And a narcissistic injury is an explosion, basically. It's this explosion and burst of a lot of these things all together mixed up added with irrational thinking emotional explosion uncoherent thoughts and so much so it it sounds like a freaking storm like a really like it sounds like a like a storm and if someone rages in a, in a narcissistic uh, injury, it's extremely difficult to, um, well, I mean, it's, it's fairly easy to escape this phenomenon and to find an escape route and try to, uh, try to make it safer for the uh, victim to escape this, um, a storm and to be uh, safer in an environment that's safer around people who are less harmful and less likely to explode in such a manner and it would be considered a safer better healthier thing to do but sometimes you just find yourself like stuck in the middle of this situation in the middle of this um issue in the middle of this problem
problem that you feel like it's on you. It's like you being the victim hearing this shit going on, you feel like it's this whole blame is on you. This like this whole explosion revolves around you as a being even. Like it's as if your existence is a threat to this narcissistic who is displaying their injury narcissistic person is what i meant to say so and it becomes like that you know you as the victim become this person who is extremely guilty uh oftentimes you just can't really and and the thing about the narcissistic injury is that it leaves you traumatized and you, you can't help but try to overreact and be oversensitive whenever someone tries to talk to you or like asks you what's going on you find yourself often responding in a way that's overly defensive and that's pretty normal because then you just have this post-traumatic stress and i'm not talking about normal post-traumatic stress i'm talking about the post-traumatic stress disorder and this happens when such traumatic events really leave a deep wound within you and it's not something that um that's mentally safe of course this thing is really dangerous and it can leave you extremely wounded on the inside and you act in a way that's very irritative extremely angry sometimes you go on go out of your ways to be extremely moody and some people describe you as bipolar some people describe you as you know depressed some people describe you as schizophrenic because you're acting in so many different ways you're hallucinating too much you're you're saying things that don't have anything to do with reality you're swimming in your own delusions you're hypnotizing you're you're basically hyper reactive to anything that's around you and that's not any of those that's not neither bipolar nor depressive nor uh, schizophrenia nor psychotic psychosis none of that you're 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 basically trapped within this uh paranoia state of paranoia and this paranormal state which is called post-traumatic stress disorder and it doesn't happen one time but it happens often when this thing is repeated often and trust me living with someone like this is i have to say it's a nightmare and really just having to deal with such kind of problems day in and day out is extremely exhausting and you just find yourself in a situation where you just can't handle shit anymore and you feel like you're not you're not yourself anymore you're like all the time alert if anything you say or do or act or suggest or or just hint at or notice or remark or just do anything possible you really you're really on the on the alarm of 
anything can happen and you are supposed to expect anything happening could actually be true and you're terrified all the time like this can happen this can happen this can happen this can happen and you're like all where like everywhere your mind is in deep chaos and you can't think straight because of how pain you're in and how much suffering it left you feel and how much really stress there is that you are obliged to face when you have obviously nothing to do with this like you have nothing to do with a narcissistic injury but you but because you find yourself stuck in this in the middle of the situation you find yourself blaming yourself and you find that you are the blame that you deserve this and you are this person whomever this narcissist is blaming when it obviously has nothing to do with you so it's really a complicated problem and it's something that is extremely extremely exhausting what a narcissistic injury is is basically like i said an explosion of irrational thinking but it's not it belongs to the narcissistic um, symptoms of course traits of not they're not traits but specifically the symptoms of narcissism and i'm going to talk about each and every one in different episodes so expect every episode to be diverse and to talk about one thing at a time so right now i'm talking about narcissistic injury which is a symptom of narcissism narcissistic personality disorder by the way it's not the same as narcissism narcissistic personality disorder so what a narcissistic injury is is basically like i said an explosion of irrational thinking and it's not genetic just to make things clear this is not a genetic disease a symptom of this disease in fact narcissistic injury is the exposure of childhood trauma in the actual adult state so for example your parent is having this extremely weird terrifying crisis of whatever something traumatic that happened in front of them even the smallest thing okay even as something as tiny as some sort of food got contaminated i don't know okay so they they start gradually to make a big deal out of it like they start slowly but then they over time they increase their tone of voice and they scream and they start to loud and then it starts to elevate to the point where it's un like it's um unhandleable to the point where you can't stand it anymore to the point where it gets crazy and it's a wild storm of all of these thoughts and emotional reactions and really exaggerating over the top thoughts that are chaotic and disorganized but also it's a huge uncontrollable amount of anger rage sadness all over the place so it's not genetic it's it's because of childhood trauma 
how would a narcissistic injury be displayed? So, back to the childhood state of the development of this narcissistic personality disorder. What the parents of the parents do is they either... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to cough because my voice is terrible, so I'm sorry if I, I'm going to make some noise right now. <coughs> okay, so, um, yeah. So since childhood, the parents of this child, they either neglect them emotionally, like they're not present emotionally at all, like they act dismissive, cold, not really caring about their achievements. It could be as something as little as doing their homework and they just don't really show any kind of appreciation. They can, on the other hand, exaggerate their emotional presence to the to the point where they spoil them too much they give them too much they buy them everything they provide them with everything they they overindulge and overspend and this child feels like they are this someone with huge value and somewhat prestigious on the other hand though going back to the previous point uh, when they're being neglected they find a way of okay now that my parents are ignoring me and they're not feeling my presence they're not realizing my potential i'm gonna show them who i am i'm gonna prove them wrong and i'm gonna do whatever it takes to regain my respect so what they do is they try to obsess over not trying to obsess over they obsess over this thought process by making their friends their cousins their family members whoever is really um how do we say empathic towards them really like they demand constant validation constant admiration constant uh you know appreciation and constant um confirmation of their value and how much they're worth and when they do that it's like it's never enough it feels like this void that can never be filled to the point where they act arrogantly to the people who are trying to show them their admiration and their and their uh, confirmation to the point where they act arrogantly and that becomes a huge annoying thing because then people start to not appreciate them anymore and what they would start doing is basically to um look down on them but whenever wh whatever it is that these people are trying to do be it uh value them show them appreciation show them it show them admiration show them validation or whatever or the opposite they never seem to be satisfied they never seem to be happy it's like the circle of emptiness that is never really filled and so they're constantly needing it. it's like a drug you know it's a hit of dopamine every time they get this uh, 
you know, like, how do we say, given to them, sort of. So, and what they do is, I'm sorry, there's a taxi passing right by, so I'm going to wait. Okay, so what they do is they act arrogantly like that because they like that behavior. They see themselves as these people who are extremely valuable and just important people of a wow position. And it's all for the admiration of others. It's all for the sake of them gaining the appreciation and the value of others for their own ego. All right. And these are traits of narcissistic personality disorders, which I'm going to talk about in other episodes later on, each and every one of them individually. individually right. So, um, okay, so talking about these two cases, being neglected or overly spoiled makes the child look upon themselves as someone with extreme value and endless egocentrism and yeah so they turn into these children who are in need of attention and valuation and 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 admiration but at the same time you find them suppressing a lot of these things they suppress they bury they they don't really try to um, show to these people how freaking narcissistic they are. I mean, they might do stuff that make them seem narcissistic, but also in a way that confuses people and make them think, oh yeah, that person is actually pretty normal. You know, they're acting, they're, they're behaving themselves like there's nothing really wrong with them. But as soon as... I don't know what triggers them particularly, but I think that there has to be a deadline for this explosion, for this injury to actually expose itself to the outside world. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, they suppress and they bury and they hide and they try to make all these sneaky things to try to show themselves as these really good people to others and try to gain admiration and value and all that. But there there comes a time when everything feels like enough is enough. You know, like that glass is full to the brim and now I have to show my quote-unquote ugly face. So what they do is they explode and they show this hurtful, really, really wounded side of them, this really ugly face, full of shame, sorrow, mourn, sadness, anger, rage, all of these just show, it's like this endless, like, how do we say, like this endlessly evil monster that just shows up out of nowhere. And you as the victim, you just keep wondering, like your brain never stops thinking and you're wondering like, what the hell is going on? Like, who's this person? Why did, why, how come they become this person? Like, how, how did they change to this person? What, what am I, who am I talking to? Like, who is this person? Like, you, 
you can't stop wondering about who this person has actually become because you yourself are being put in this giant, gigantic uh, question mark. And you have endless questions. You have absolutely no idea how to answer. So yeah, that's basically a narcissistic injury. And it can disguise itself in many forms, which is why it's extremely difficult and tricky to to detect them. But symptoms are clear and signs are clear. And if you just look closely and just observe, you'll see that it is as clear as the sun. It can disguise itself in bipolar, in the bipolar disease, which is a mood disease which has nothing to do with narcissistic injury. Uh, A person being extremely moody, they're going from like extremely happy to extremely angry and sad in amount of time they can turn out to be borderline which of course there's a difference between borderline personality disorder and a bipolar first of all they're different in terms of their features because bipolar is a mood disorder and borderline personality disorder is a personality disorder so it makes them uh on different spectrums first and second the in terms of mood change for the bipolar people they they tend to change in the moods like within a, within a, a long period of time for example a week it takes for a bipolar to change from the ecstatic euphoric state to the depressed suicidal sad mournful state in a week or so okay and they don't just feel that way they they overspend they overindulge themselves they take risks that are insanely high they do promiscuous activities. They get to sleep with people, in term in in, in case they're um, they're not really strictly religious. After a week or so, it comes to the point where they're extremely sad, depressed, suicidal, and all these negative thoughts because they have done so much that's bad, and now it's their fault. At the end of the world, they're depressed. They don't want to live. They don't want to feel like living anymore, and it's that. Um, as the cycle of the bipolar however for the borderline it's different because the moods change from an hour to the other it's a way shorter time span for someone to change from the ecstatic happy euphoric uh dopaminergic mood to the sad depressive suicidal mood and moods change fairly quickly unlike the bipolar and like I said, they can disguise themselves in 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 these uh, criteria, but it's not the same. It's absolutely not the same. It can also disguise itself in a schizophrenic manner. Let's say, for example, uh, they start to talk about these things that have nothing to do with reality, and they make up these things that just don't make sense at all. And then they would imagine things. They they. Like when whenever they talk, they feel like they're seeing things, they're hearing things, these voices, these endless images just get into their head, and they feel like they're hallucinating, or making up things, or paranoid, or uh, you know, like seeking revenge, or 
in this grandiose state. Like, they're unique. They're the most beautiful. They're the most... They're the worthiest on this planet. They're very unique. They're extremely beautiful. They're extremely competitive. They are the winners of the world. They are the champions. They are the chosen ones by God. Or whatever kind of grandiose there is. There's a lot of types of these imaginations which can make the observer, let's say, conclude that they might be actually schizophrenic. Or even what's worse is that they might have a dissociative identity disorder. We can be confused and say that this person actually has the dissociative identity disorder display on them, but it's not because like I said, it can be sneaky and it can disguise into this so-called disorder, but it's not the disorder, it's just the traits. It's just these things that are uh, floating around as though they are these disorders, like I mentioned, bipolar, borderline, or even dissociative identity disorder, or even schizophrenia. But it's not the same. They might show these different personalities personalities each and every hour. They might be this person. They might want to disguise as, for example, I don't know, Marilyn Monroe. The next moment they want to disguise themselves as Martin Luther King. They might disguise themselves as Lady Gaga the next 30 minutes. And so they look like different people within different uh, frames of time because they might display dissociative identity disorder when they actually don't. It's only the surface of what's beneath that doesn't matter. But what's what's really important here is to focus on the big picture and see it as a narcissistic injury instead of all of these disorders. That, like I said, the narcissistic injury disguises into them. Okay, but because narcissistic personality disorder is a personality disorder, it's extremely hard to just discern and distinguish each and every one of these traits individually and to diagnose each and every one of these symptoms as individual um, disorders, but rather it's a whole spectrum of these things displaying themselves together. So, again... Um, yeah, basically, it's it's not genetic. It's from childhood. Its source is the traumatized, um, neglected, or even overindulged child that is wounded, that doesn't feel like they're enough, and that experiments a lot of these things and tend to bury a lot of these things, they tend to suppress their feelings, they tend to feel as though uh, they're not going to be appreciated by people if they show their true side. But of course, like I said, there comes a time when things have to stop, you know, shit hits the fan and people just throw things and start to show their real face and they start to display who they actually are because time and time again, there is a deadline that when things are not, um, can no longer be suppressed, basically. It takes years, it takes years and even, I'm not gonna say centuries, but what's like the, uh, the sum of 10 years? So each and every, like, almost 10 years, they 
takes like tens of years to, for for these people to display such great such features and such behaviors and to really discern and to understand that this is a personality disorder in fact manifesting itself though it's extremely difficult it is woundful it is hurtful it's not something that's easy to deal with day in and day out people suffer from these things people notice their own even like I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but people even have their own families uh, behaving this way and displaying uh, the narcissistic injury. And a lot of people just seem to not be aware of it. It's not that they don't care, but it's rather because they don't know what this is and how to uh, appropriately study it and to diagnose it. And a lot of the time, you know, just awesome people, like really cheerful, really happy, really exciting people to be around, just tend to be neurotic sometimes and tend to exaggerate and overreact and tend to overlook themselves and tend to uh, undervalue themselves because of what they've been through. It's not because of them in particular, but because of these people, because of these narcissistic people who show these narcissistic injuries day in and day out, and it's just something that's repetitive. And it's for it, it's up to these people, these victims, to actually endure such hurt and such pain and such really excruciating pain of seeing someone right there in front of their eyes just showing this type of personality they never saw before and it's shocking it's really extremely shocking to see someone like that especially someone whom with whom you live it's not easy for a friend okay you can avoid them for a boyfriend yeah fine sure you can break up with them you know but for someone with whom you live it's extremely difficult it's something you cannot ultimately you can avoid of course you can leave the house basically if 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 it's uh, if it's in the context of um household but it takes a huge amount of courage and a huge amount of willingness and a huge amount of really just um sacrifice and responsibility towards what's coming up next because sometimes you it's just unbearable it's really unbearable to see someone like that and for the fact to think about it even just daily like what you have to go through every time you go to that place and have to see to see the same things happen again and these things are not even predictable like you don't know they're not predictable in it you don't know when they're gonna happen you don't know how they're gonna happen these things just happen in front of your eyes and they shock you like right there you just you can't do anything you feel like an insect that's trapped in a spider's web it feels like that it feels so much more than that it feels like you are being your energy is sucked out of you like your blood is literally being sucked right out of your soul your, your veins your soul is sucked right out of your body and you're standing there stopping and staring at everything that's happening and you can't do anything you can't do anything and when someone is displaying the narcissistic injury you cannot you absolutely must not react at any single 
word they say. Because believe me when I say this, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's them exposing their trauma, tra- traumatized child. Their inner child is hurting. And they're trying to show how how hurt that child is. But they're not really, they don't know how to, how do you say it? Um, they don't know how to explain themselves in the adult, mature manner. Although they can, but what they do instead is they attack. And they do this over and over again in a way that's really sickening. It's just so hurtful and it's so painful to see people doing this. But, um, I mean, I mean, what can I say? So, back to the mass notes. You must absolutely not react to any single word they say, however painful they may sound, however hurtful they might sound. You must absolutely never ever dare to react in an angry or uh, how do we say, rageous, vengeful way. You must never ever react in any kind of way you must never also agree with them because none of what they say is true you know in the narcissistic injury when they explode they're saying things like i said that are delusional they are swimming in their own delusions they are seeing these things that have nothing to do with reality and it's absolutely not a not of your turn or responsibility to believe what it is they have to say because it has nothing to do with you all right and must number three is okay. So must number one, you must never react negatively. Must number two, you must never agree with what they say, even if it sounds true, even if it sounds like just like the reality. You know, none of it is true. It's just delusions. And four is don't don't try to consolidate them and. And, and and make them feel like it's not the end of the world, they're fine, everything's okay. Because once you do that, it actually gets worse. And it's never gonna be it's never gonna end, unfortunately. It's gonna go on. It's a it's a it's a it's a vicious cycle. It keeps going. You wanna you wanna you don't want it to go like further like this. You want it to stop. So best thing to do is to freaking like as soon as you you hear something as bad as that you you try to run like you run for your life you try to save yourself from frustration like go ahead just go like physically move yourself from the situation you're in to another situation that's much safer much more quieter and like try as soon as you as soon as you can to move out of that situation and save yourself physically so that your brain can actually think a little bit you know peacefully another thing is when when you find yourself stuck and then when you find yourself like you cannot leave right now it's you can't try to do those must nots in a way that like ross rosenberg the psychiatrist psychiatric site psychiatric said to observe but not absorb in other words
towards gray rock but there's a slight difference between them and try to observe and not observe and i already mentioned this in, in the previous episode i forgot which one honestly but uh yeah you try to observe and not absorb like try to like imagine for a sec you're watching a tv and you're just watching you're you're just watching you're not reacting you're not agreeing you're not disagreeing you're not debating you're not doing anything you're just watching this thing manifesting itself right in front of you you do nothing you just observe and you don't absorb you do not absorb their energy because whenever someone explodes in in a narcissistic injury uh you you unconsciously feel like you're absorbing their energy like their vibe is contagious and the way they feel makes you feel the way they feel as well it's like it's like automatic but it doesn't have to feel that way it doesn't have to be that way at all um you just have to like watch it as though like some sort of a phenomenon that's happening right there and you don't react okay and uh yeah because it's it's something that's extremely difficult and challenging um it's not easy to have to go through this once in a while or even day in and day out because it's not it's not easy it's not it's not it's not normal it's not normal for anything if you're any of this to happen you know it's not normal it's not normal it's not okay it's not right for something like this to happen and for someone with whom you live like especially in that case in that case it's not normal at all it's unacceptable for you to for you to live in such circumstances for you to be obliged to live under those circumstances with that kind of person with that kind of abuse you know it's emotional abuse it's still under the umbrella umbrella of emotional abuse you know even though it has nothing to do with you it still is because when you're in the middle of the situation usually you find yourself you're just stuck you know so it's extremely hard it's difficult and for someone who's strong enough to take on these uh explosions like this to deal with them as if they're basically plays to laugh at i mean it's better than to just be affected by them and cry the whole time because sometimes you just talk about them and they feel like a freaking play that you're basically laughing at like look at this person what the hell are they doing like what what are they talking about what what are they saying is any of what they're saying is true you know what i'm saying like it feels like a play that you're watching that you're laughing at at the end of the day so have the courage to laugh at it you know as a fourth tip of the to-dos try to have a laugh at it something that is not hurtful to you it's not gonna affect you in the long term try to laugh at it make it something funny just to you know just to ease the pain you know just to make it smoother all right so yeah uh that's narcissistic injury and thank you thank you very much
So the episode has ended here, and you can guess this is my goodbye speech. <laughs> no, just kidding. I hope you found this episode insightful to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor or any other platform like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, and others. I would also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee if you'd like. If you have any topic suggestion, question, or some kind of feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message on the Anchor uh, webpage of the podcast. I will take care of it. To conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram Berhoma, and I will see you in the next episode.